Hello, everyone. This is Rob McDougall from Zang Financial here again with your weekly economic update. Today is Tuesday, December 19th. So last week, uh, the markets were absolutely um, pushed forward in a very strong fashion based on the Federal Open Market Committee meeting, uh, which occurred on Wednesday in the conference after. So as of Friday, the markets closed. That was the seventh consecutive week of equity gains. I don't know how long it's been since then, but seven consecutive weeks is a long time uh, to have consecutive stock market uh, up for all those weeks. So stocks uh, and bonds both surged after the Federal Reserve announced on Wednesday they were not going to increase uh, the Fed funds rate. That wasn't the big surprise at all. It was pretty much predicted 98% expectation built into the futures market. However, a few things that they did say they in their summary of economic projections, they took up expectations for GDP growth in 2024. They also lowered their inflation expectations for 2023 and 24. And also their median, median expectation for Fed funds future implies three rate cuts for 2024, whereas previous to Wednesday's meeting, uh, there were only two built in. So uh, clearly the market is way ahead of where the Fed's at. The Fed um, now is expecting three rate cuts next year. The market, Fed Funds Future, they're pricing in six total. So something will have to break there. We'll see in 2024. Uh, but this was just great news for the market. Uh, fixed income and stocks rallied. So it was an excellent week. We'll show you the numbers in a moment. In addition, uh, we also had some very important economic uh, activity data that came out. And I'd say the consistent theme, uh, some were even negative towards regarding inflation. But the, the underlying theme is the U.S. economy continues to be very strong. We came off a third quarter First GDP estimate, I think, was 4.9. Now we're at 5.2. And I think the expectations continue to go up for fourth quarter GDP growth. So a few of the items that did hit last week that are important. CPI um, actually came in above expectations. Not good, obviously. Came in at 0.1% month over month. The expectation was zero. But the core CPI, which is CPI minus food and energy, came in as expected, which was a positive 0.3% month over month. Uh, labor market. So the uh, initial claims, jobless claims last week came in way better than expected. Expectation was 219,000 new claims came in at only 202,000. So that combined with the jobs number from November clearly uh, leads, I think, investors to believe that the job market we thought we'd see more weakness than we have, but it's continued to be stronger than expected. Uh, lastly, for last week, in terms of economic data, we had retail sales, retail sales ex-auto. Again, now this is negative for potential inflation, but good in terms of GDP growth. So both of these indicators were expected to come in flat. However, retail sales came in month over month at a positive 0.3%. And retail sales ex-auto came in a positive 0.2%. So takeaway here, uh, Federal Reserve, very positive, their commentary for the market. And um, then the economic data that we saw last week, certainly suggestive of uh, pretty strong economic growth in the U.S. So Fed funds futures now, how does that look? 
after the Fed said pretty much that well, they're expecting three rate cuts next year. Uh, now the expectation in the Fed Fund's future market is for the March 2024 meeting. There's now 66% odds of having our first cut, 25 basis points. That's up from 42% the year uh, the week before. Uh, but then when you take a look at the end of 2024, the market is pricing in almost 99.8% odds of at least 50 basis points next year, but 92% odds of having at least five rate cuts next year, 125 basis point total. So in terms of the strength of the U.S. GDP, we always, uh, intra-quarter, always take a look at the Atlanta Federal Reserve, see what they have to say. They took their estimate up very strongly for fourth quarter GDP growth. So a week ago, Atlanta Federal Reserve believed fourth quarter GDP growth would be a modest 1.2%, which I think we would be fine with um, because of its implications for uh, inflation. However, they revised that from 1.2% to 2.6%. That's a very strong increase. And again, coming off a really strong third quarter, when we see the full year 2023 GDP number, it's going to be very strong. So even with all that, inflation expectations hardly moved last week. So we are still at a run right now or an expectation 10-year inflation of 2.22% near the lowest levels that we've seen during the year. So investors are expecting six rate cuts next year on average and lower inflation. Federal Reserve thinks three rate cuts, but also believe we're going to have lower inflation next year. So that's why investors are now believing fully uh, we should see, at, at, at a minimum, a soft landing in 2024. So markets very strong last week. Equity, fixed income, domestic, international, all strong. So last week, we had the S&P 500 up 2.6%, again, seventh week in a row. S&P 500 are now up year-to-date 25.5%. Nice thing about last week, we've harped on this quite a bit, uh, the Magnificent Seven, the way they have led the markets. And uh, the breadth has been relatively poor for markets. It has been reversing. So we look at the Invesco S&P equal weighted ETF. While the S&P was up 2.6%, the equal weighted S&P up 3.04%. And another good factor in terms of breadth from last week's market, we, as most of you investors know, uh, like small cap, we like value, like small cap, small cap. Very strong week. Small cap last week up 5.3%. So um, international markets last week also strong, not nearly as strong as U.S. Again, uh, S&P up 2.6%. Small cap up 4.7%. International uh, developed markets up 2%. Emerging market, this hasn't happened in a while. I don't recall it happening. Emerging markets actually leading developed markets up 2.54%. And China last week up 1.4%. But as I've mentioned many times uh, this year, uh, China has lagged so badly. I think this has to be near the top of the disparity charts uh, for the year. Again, S&P 500 up 25.5%. China equities down 14.4%. So nearly a 40% swing between U.S. equities and China in 2023. Lastly, in terms of markets last week, bond market exceptionally strong. Two-year yield down 29%, 10-year down 32 basis points. 
So the Bloomberg U.S. aggregate bond, bellwether index, we always reference, up 1.92%. And now year-to-date, that Bloomberg U.S. aggregate bond index up 4.6%. And long bonds, which have been suffering very badly uh, for the last two years, uh, long-term U.S. government bonds up 1.8% last year or last week, uh, or up 4.35% last week, I should say. Now up on a year-to-date basis. Prior to last week, they were still down. Now they are up 2.05 for the year. So fantastic week, fixed income, fantastic week, U.S. Uh, domestic equities and international equities. Great week all the way around. So let's take a look at some of the economic activity this week. Now we are podcasting here, webcasting on uh, Tuesday. So we already know the answer to one of these questions. Uh, today we had two economic data points. We had housing starts and building permits. Uh, building permits pretty much in line. Expectation of 1.47 million came in just a tad below that. But here's a very strong one, very surprising. Housing starts. Housing starts were expected to come in at 1,360,000. It beat by 200,000, came in at 1,560,000. So um, obviously we have a bit of a housing crisis in the U.S. And part of the reason why values didn't drop as much as you might have expected during 2023 with the mortgage rates skyrocketing, interest rates in in general just up so much, is largely because we are supply constrained in terms of housing. So the additional housing starts, I think, is actually a good metric. So for the rest of this week, some of the key uh, economic indicators, we'll get consumer confidence tomorrow. That's the Fed's version. We had the University of Michigan version last week or a week before, which was much stronger than expected. So expectations are for the consumer confidence index. That should be up a couple of percent. It came in at 102 in November, expected to be at 104. Now, we'll skip to Friday. We have a couple more in between that aren't really going to matter that much. But Friday, a very big day in terms of economic activity. We have personal income, personal spending, PCE, and PCE core. So personal spending is expected to have re-accelerated. So month of October, it was up 0.2%. Month of November was expected to be up much stronger, 0.4%. Personal spending, again, this has inflation implications as well as GDP, but inflation, importantly, in the month of October was up 0.2% month over month. The expectation is it's going to have accelerated to a positive 0.3% month over month for November. Then the big one, PCE, PCE prices, personal consumption expenditure. This is the Fed's preferred measure. PCE for the month of November is expected to be flat, and it was also flat in October. When you strip that down to PCE core, uh, not as favorable. It's expected to come in at 0.2% for November, the same plus 0.2 that we saw in October. The big difference between PCE prices and PCE core is energy prices. So you've likely seen at the pump gas prices, energy prices have dropped significantly even over the last month. And therefore, uh, the PCE headline number uh, is expected to be better than PCE core. So that's it for the economic activity coming up this week, a recap of last week, including uh, the market data. Thank you very much for your attendance. Uh, Next week, given we have Christmas, we will probably do this recording, likely do this recording 
next Tuesday and hope to see you then. Thank you.